All right. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jeff, here with my co-hosts. Heidi Ho! Hey, guys. And Phil. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is our episode 13. <laughs> Crap. 13. Um, and we're also going to be covering episode 13 of the original series, The Conscience of the King, which original air date December 8th, 1966. Um <laughs> so we're going to get to that and our thoughts on that, uh, but we're actually going to do a mailbag uh, real quick. It's our very first mailbag from our fan who, it's actually my sister. Not so, really a bag, it's a piece of mail. We have a piece like a, of mail. It's like a How many mail do we need to have to have a bag? Three? I'd say at least three. Okay. <laughs> well, is it more like a satchel? Satchel. <laughs> it's a European carry-all. Um, so we're going to Mailbox. <laughs> mailbox. So we're going to do a mail postcard or a post-it because she actually gave us some tips. So this is coming from my sister. So I'm just going to say it's a biased thing. Um, This will be really good. Okay. So she actually gave me a list. Her first feedback, use curse words when absolutely necessary to make an impact. Don't use them as a vocal crutch. Well, God damn it. (laughs) Shit falls. This episode is getting an E next to it. All right. All right. they Um, They all do. They all should. Yeah. If, if any don't tell me, we need oh, to Oh, they don't. <laughs> oh, they're explicit because stuff does slip. Um, more nerd trivia, which I do agree with. And she says Phil is usually good about nerd trivia. So, you Phil, are. keep that up. Okay. You're our nerd, um, nerd, nerd encyclopedia. I do what I can, you know. Nerd, uh, yes. So, I, I fully endorse that. You can be our color commentary nerd, nerdopedia. Uh, TOS had a lot of social issues at the time about what's going on in the real world compared to original series. We do talk about it a bit. I don't think we've gotten into some of the heavier episodes that do deal with like racism and sexism and obviously the, the kiss later on. And so, uh, I do agree. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I don't think we've come to some of those heavier ones yet. Right. Maybe, yeah, for, uh, for the most part. I mean, we've dealt with Grace Lee Whitney's yeah um, assault a bit but that was kind of outside of episode stuff but yeah right but did tie into the enemy within and all that but yeah so yeah but i'll definitely happily talk about it and um as it comes up uh (laughs) her next one um i i enjoyed this one phil and david need to talk more shut up jeff (laughs) (laughs) i know uh, which I am perfectly fine with uh i just because you guys have the awkward silence and don't ever pipe up so sadly people are have to listen to me i feel <laughs> like i talk plenty i'm always interjecting phil i feel like is the one who waits for his turn bad phil yeah <laughs> yeah yeah phil this is on you man this is really on you fine <laughs> oh did, did you hear that loud thunk in the background that was me getting thrown under the bus okay <laughs> there's there's gonna be there's a, a few of thunks. them <laughs> we, we backed it up and then ran over you again <laughs> um, there we go that's the kind of commitment i like <laughs> Uh, she does like the body count, so we're going to keep that because we're kill apparently yes, kill tracker. I'm okay with that. Um, don't sound like Chris Hardwick. I I don't think you do. I I'm a little offended by that, I, but funny. I don't know how to take it. Nope. Yeah, but I, uh, I I'm not getting into that. <laughs> um, I I don't know what she means. Maybe I'm too hosty. I don't know. I've I've only never done thirteen or twelve of these, so who it's knows? Your sister, if only you could ask her. Uh, yeah, I don't know who she is. It's not like I have any contact information. Um, so an, an interesting little tidbit, <laughs> since she wanted more nerd trivia. The day this came out, December 9th, 1966, was also the release date of Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. Godzilla. 
was it like versus the sea monster? Yes. There's I don't remember that one. There's a picture on the cover of a very poorly made claymation Godzilla with a Mothra in the background and some oh. kind of crab creature with pinchers coming out of the ocean trying to attack it. Good to know. Actually, right. you know, she actually oh. did mention that. She was like, oh, what movie came out or what song came out? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not in charge of that. I take crappy notes on a piece of paper while I watch these episodes. <laughs> Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys was the most popular song at the time. President was Lyndon B. Johnson. I could throw a few random facts out. All right, Dave, that is your, your goal now. Your IT and I keep, social I keep, commentary. I keep track of deaths and That's all you're good events. for. So uh, that was our first mailbag from my sister. Um, you know, some some good tidbits. I, I accept any kind of open criticism as long as it's, you know, not just, hey, you guys suck. Hey, you guys suck. Well, okay. I already know that. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so cool. Okay. Well... That went over well. So let's get into the conscience of the king. Uh, like I said, original air date, uh, December 8th, 1966. Uh, all right. <laughs> Since I, okay. Phil, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> oh, really? We're going to start with me, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. It's okay. Yeah, so we this all agree is probably with you. the worst episode ever. Yeah. There is, <laughs> this was, the, this was the lowest rated uh, episode of the season. Uh, yeah. And I would agree with that. Yeah. If I didn't have a gun to my head, I probably would have turned it off too. And whoa, by whoa, a gun to my head, I mean have to record a podcast about this episode. Who's threatening you? I, I am. I, I, I deny was... all allegations of threatening them. No, I just uh, honestly, I didn't track with the story. I, it's like really, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. Maybe it was because the device they used with the actors and stuff, and the traveling theater company to drive the plot. Yeah. I didn't care for. I'm not sure which part of it, but the whole thing combined just uh, sucks. Okay. I feel like this was kind of like, oh, let's cut back on the special effects and the cost and the budget and kind of do like a like a drama. That's that's the the, the vibe I kind of got because it was mostly on the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah and God forbid sets. you just don't do 30 episodes in a season. You have to have these like filler crap episodes. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, just... Well, well, yeah, because actually just before we came on, like they had 29 episodes their first or 28, 29. Their, their first season, that's a lot. I mean, we were saying people barely do maybe 20 or 25 now. Yeah. Or six on Netflix or something. Uh, Dave, what was your... I'm guessing it's very similar. Oh, yes, this was poop. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just... Hey, I got Jeff <laughs> drinking wine. Yeah, this... Uh, the alternate title for this one is definitely Shitty Shakespeare in Space. Um... <laughs> Because there's expired red wine everywhere. It's it's getting this this one's getting like a 0.5 on the Devo meter. I had trouble finishing it. Uh, It was just it was just bad. It was it was just bad. Okay. Um. I (laughs) I already know what you guys are gonna say. I kind of enjoyed this one a little bit. Um. What I did like about it is that again, it's building this. Um. There's a, a a history in a world before the Enterprise. Kirk and people go back. There's like other planets. Like, so you get a bit of world building. I like that. I, I like that they talk about. So this is, I guess, dealing with maybe some social issues about eugenics and what Kodos did and kind of, you know, that. So, you know, like what dictators do and all that. So I I I enjoy that, that aspect of it. Now, was it executed properly? Thank you, everyone, for listening. Jeff has now been removed from the podcast. I'll be your host from now on. 
We've Trump learned we cannot it. trust his uh, his judgment when it comes to episodes. I I enjoy like I said. I think I like the plot of Kodos and what it went. Was it per, like done well? It was it was okay. Um, I actually read somewhere that um, because it this was not aired a lot. Um, when they chose to do reruns, they just chose not to air this one because it wasn't like sci-fi um, enough. So this didn't get a lot of. Re- because it didn't get a lot of replay back then. So, okay. Yeah, probably so, for the best. That's how you can tell if an episode is terrible, because they don't want to play it again. <laughs> they don't show it. All and right. Don't, so Don't worry, you guys weren't the only ones drinking when doing this episode. Grace Lee Whitney was, too. Oh. oh. Right. Well, well I, she's not in this episode. Exactly. The scene <laughs> that she did do was cut. Oh, was it? it? Uh... Yeah, she had, she'd been notified that she was being let go like the week before filming this episode. So Jeez. there was a scene where she did, uh, she went into the observation deck to bring captain Kirk a report. And okay. that was pretty much it. It was a conversation between Kirk and Lenore, um, but it never made the final cut. See, I thought so, you meant she was just sitting off on the side of the set, just drinking like, Oh God, like, I can't believe we're doing oh, this. She kind of was. Oh God. So in I her book, she, yeah, in her book, she talks about this episode and she says, uh, quoting here by that time I had already been written out of the show I did a scene I did the scene sober but after shooting my walk-on I went out to a liquor store bought a bottle of wine brought it back to my dressing room that day I drank just a um, bottle wow okay yeah. um, <laughs> hey yeah, no. and that's what throws me off too is it because they're out of production order it's like I would hate to be like oh hey we filmed this episode we cut yes. you out later but now you're in this one yeah they so did, we'll they see did that her. a bit yeah, we'll yeah. see her in Balance of Terror, and that'll be right. her final episode or okay. her final appearance in the show. Right. Yeah, because okay. of the production shooting schedule. So. Okay, yeah. so into the actual episode. Oh, okay. Go, go ahead, talk. I I talk too much, so you go ahead. <laughs> yes, you do. So yes, the Enterprise goes to some planet. They divert three years, three light years off the course to go oh to Planet God. Q. Planet Q. There's no numbers for me to mess up on this one. It's just Planet Q. Um. But they hear that there's some kind of like synthetic food that's supposed to ease some shortages and stuff. And they get there, and I think it's Kirk is talking with the guy, and he's watching the play. And descriptions. Yeah, well, you're breaking up, so. <laughs> Your descriptions are killing me. Continue. Continue. So they're sitting there watching the show, and he's like, hey, I think that guy's a mass murderer. <laughs> And Kirk's As like, you want to do. sure. Yeah. And then he's like, yes, I think so. And he's like, you diverted me off course for this bullshit? Really? <laughs> like, so th- that was kind of how it started. I thought that was kind of interesting because they did just kind of open up and he's like, hey, I think that's Hitler. And they're like, no, baby. So it's well, it's no. weird because they haven't really <laughs> established time and distance yet. So yeah. in later treks, it comes to be where one light year is about one day's travel at mid-warp. So to be like you divider, he he makes this huge deal out of you diverted me three light years for this. Like it's, it's like, like so far out of the realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he went halfway across the galaxy or something. It's like, well, you kind well, of went, kind of went like to the corner store. It's not, yeah, but, but it, it is interesting though because as we get into this in next gen and more, like uh, they do um, not run errands, but they do other activities besides just what what the episode is. Because you know, a lot of times they'll start an episode saying, "Oh, we just dropped off a science team, or we dropped off you know aid for a planet." So they they are running other missions, you know, and, and like mm-hmm. doing shit besides just what's in the episode. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I, it's just, it's funny, like, even if it was a longer trip than that, I'm like, the guy thinks this is basically Space Hitler. Like, wouldn't you want to, in hiding? Because they talk about it. He had 8,000 right. people and he killed 4,000 of them because they didn't have enough food. And he basically went through, like you said, a eugenics program where he went through and picked who he thought was the best people and then killed off everybody else. Like, something tells me that would warrant a few days out of your way or a little bit out of your way <clears> to take yeah, over. Yeah, have, have, have some investigation. Is, yeah. That is Thanos. what I'm thinking. It's a very thanos except Thanos' was completely random. He literally says, like, it's 100% random, poor, good, it doesn't matter your genes. It wasn't a eugenics program. It was just half Minor of your to take up the resources. Yes. But, yes, there is a, definitely okay. a parallel to be drawn there. But cool. So are, here's my question. Are we including those 4,000 that were killed in the kill tracker? Nope. Nope. No. Because they were... They were 20 years ago, not happening on screen. They're not part of the plot, so no. I was just curious because there was the, the one ship that blew up and we counted those people and that was a couple days before. So I'm seeing where our timeline balance but is. That, but that, 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 uh, was that part directly of the plot. involved something in the plot, though. This didn't... It was during the episode. No, I'm not counting this. Nope. That, that directly... Nope. I got you. So that directly that's, influenced... Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my executive decision on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Sorry. Are you continuing or am I? Because I, I, I don't want to overstep my bounds. So of the 4,000 that survived, apparently I hate you guys nine... so much. <laughs> Don't look at me. Only you notice nine... how, you know how conspicuously shut my mouth is right now? That, but that's the problem. Speak up. I, why? I don't have anything good to say. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Dave. So apparently only nine people see the guy's face out of 4,000 survivors. So that means one of two things. Either... He didn't go out in public ever, or he killed off most of the people who saw his face, and that was one of his determining factors. I, well, I'd like. But to again, feel... this is twenty years later, so people could have died of old age or whatever. There's only like nine survivors left. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, twenty years ago. So that, and, and it just so happens that of those nine people, two of them are on the Enterprise, which I qualify under very, very coincidental. Sounds suspicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it ends up being Kirk, of course, because everything happens to Kirk, and one like engineering guy, Leighton, I think his name was. Oh my God! No, it's Riley. Member from the uh, Naked Time, <laughs> when Riley, who's singing but, the Irish songs, it's it's Riley. But, but the wiki says Leighton. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> I watched it and it's wrong. <laughs> that's why so, I do the... Oh, God, you see, you're all over the place. See, now I'm going to have to ask our, our listeners, like, hey, do you like the more structured step-by-step -step of the episodes, <laughs> or do we like just the kind of the David spiel? The David Show! Um, it's the David Show! Uh, um, I don't even know where to go from this. I'm so out of, I'm so out of whack. Uh, I'm literally reading, reading through, not reading through, but I'm going through the wiki in order, so it shouldn't be that hard to follow. Oh, wait, that's right. Your computer can't handle the wiki and Skype at the same time. I don't think I like this episode. This is just a bad episode. Like, we're just, this is like, there's, there's just tension. There's tension here. No more mailbags. Your, your sister caused the problem. Go tell she, your sister. she needs to stop I'm, telling us what to do. I'm so out of whack now. Um, uh, okay, so he goes... So right. he starts he starts looking into whether Caridian could be this mass murderer. He goes to, to try and talk to him. Kodos, yes. Kodos the executioner. Kodos. He goes to talk to him. He meets his hot daughter and is like asking some basic questions like, oh, He's what like is it? 19. How, yeah, how far do his records go back? How old is his daughter? And they're like, oh, 19. So apparently he killed 4,000 people and then decided to make one. But <laughs> yes, but which is which is always weird too. So she's 19 and Kirk is, uh, I mean, I'm guessing he's supposed to be roughly in his 30s at this point. Early career? 30, yeah. Good, yeah. 
I I'm 37. I would feel so awkward hitting on like a 20 year old. Well, hello, 25 year old. Do you remember Mary? How old was she? 13. Well, yeah, hello. Yeah, she's supposed to be like 12, 13, 14. I think that is his go-to manipulation. Is I'm going to seduce this person. I I think that's pretty much any female. In D and D, we'd call it the bard. The bard always seduces everybody. That's fancy lighting. Like their go-to mood. It's it's like rearview mirror. uh, Rearview mirror lighting. It's like it's just light right across the eyes. Do you have to like roll for your amorous level? <laughs> like <laughs> roll the seventeen. Level. Whoa. Well, so there <laughs> is a, there is a stat called charisma, which is unofficially the the sexy stat. So you roll like charisma, and if you do really well, then you can seduce people, and if you do really shitty, then you don't. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, so Kirk is rolling two, a seventeen a one. A <laughs> <laughs> and, and a stutter. You can't do anything. Nice. Okay. All right. So, he's, so uh, there is a daughter. Corinthian's got a daughter. Yes. And they're supposed to go to some other planet and they lose their, or the, this guy is supposed to take them and Kirk calls him and is like, hey, do me a favor. Don't. And the guy's like, okay. And he, you know, he, he strong arms him into a position to come aboard the Enterprise so he can investigate this guy a little bit closer and a little bit more. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. This is why I like the more structured in my brain is like freaking out. So, there's Kirk's friend who called him there, Dr. Slater, and he's the one who suspected him because these these actors are there. Now, he's the one who's very suspicious, and we see part of him, part of his face was, like, scarred or disfigured. He's wearing, like, a, a, a covering over his face. Um, there's a party after the performance, and that's where Kirk meets the the daughter. And they say, oh, where's Tom? Uh, Slayton, the other uh, friend. Like, oh, he's he's coming. He's on his way back from from town. Kirk finishes with the, or he's going to walk the daughter back to where she's staying with her father. And that's when they discover Tom's body. So this is before they agree to take them on board. So Tom dies first death. He so he suspects Kodos of being Kodos. And then he suddenly dies. Right. In this case. Yes. Okay. This recap <laughs> has been brought to you by Jeff. No. <laughs> uh. I, uh, I, I don't know where to go from here. I'm okay for the next one. I am being structured. I'm I'm following my my notes on the next one. Go ahead. Your con- continues, Sir David. Well, thanks for giving me the <laughs> shitty episode. All right. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh. So yeah, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kirk convinces the other people who were going to take the actors. He says, hey, can you hold off? Do me a favor. Um, say you got to go somewhere. I will take them. They go back to the ship. The daughter comes on board. Is uh, Her name is Lenore, right? Lenore, yeah. Lenore, okay. She, she, she beams up and says, hey, our ride left. Do you mind taking us? And Kirk's like, well, I don't know if I can. I guess we can. Maybe in trade you guys can put on a show for us. Do – because they're, they're – the – the troop of actors is actually playing Macbeth, which actually correlates to Kodos and kind of, cause the opening scene is when him as Macbeth saying, you know, my, my, I cannot wash the blood from my hands, which is very foreshadowing. Which is not the production yeah. they actually do on the ship for the crew, but I thought that was kind of interesting. They do Hamlet instead of Macbeth on the ship. They do Hamlet. I don't know. I know yep. Okay. Well, they're Shakespeareans. Um, so, yeah. So she beams up, asks Kirk for a ride. Kirk says, okay, let's do a trade. Uh, you can do a show for us, and we'll transport you wherever you're going. And she's like, okay, cool. So, And this is all, of course, part of Kirk's ploy to get them on board so he can kind of investigate some more. But 
at this point, Kirk, yeah, has run computer analysis and like compared pictures and like their personal histories, and he's getting the 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 sense that there's something there. Tom was on to something. There's something there. Yeah, there's no concrete evidence, but it's all pointing in that way. There's all nothing right. to disprove it. Yeah, uh, Kirk asks, which is not very subtle, but he on the bridge, Kirk goes to like Spock's station and asks the computer for a list of people who witnessed Kodos, and it's yeah. Kirk and Tom, and then he lists Riley, and he goes, oh, it's Riley on board the Enterprise. Uh, Riley is in communications, and of course, Riley again is from Naked Time, where he was drunk, uh, singing the Irish tune. So I'm, I'm I appreciate the the callback that there is yeah. continuity for the characters. And apparently um, he got a promotion. He was in communications. Yeah, because Kirk so, immediately is like, "Nope, bump him back." Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's trying to he's trying to either like yeah. seclude him or kind of save him, keep yeah. him out of the way. Yeah, I think yeah. I I kind of assumed too. He didn't want him to see him and recognize him and try to do something or something like that. So yeah, keep him away from him. Well, yeah, keep yeah, him away from Kodos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kirk is like, "Oh, or sorry." So Spock says, "Well, he'll think this is a to motion," and he's he's like, "Do it anyway." And this is where he's like, something's up. Something's not right. You know, I'm going to look into it a bit more. Uh, then Kirk gives a tour to the daughter kind of shows her like, which I thought was cool. Cause it's, it's a part of the ship. We don't nor- normally see. Uh, it's like the observation deck that oversees the shuttle bay. Um, and then like has some stars. So there's like some ro- like romantical stuff going on there. He's kind of sh- schmoozing her. Then from there it goes to uh, McCoy and Spock. This is where Spock, has um, kind of dug up what he thinks and he, and he tells McCoy, hey, so back on Tarsus 4, 20 years ago, Governor Kodos, like, there's a, a famine that hit um, or a fungus attacked the food supply. There's 8,000 colonists. Kodos said, okay, we're going to feed 4,000 of them. We're going to kill the other 4,000. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, of the nine people left, it's Kirk and Tom, or it's Kirk and Riley that are still alive. And this is where they talk about eugenics and how you're choosing who lives, who dies, which is very Thanos-y. Um, and then this is when they say, oh, uh, by the way, Riley and Kirk are the only two left and they're on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seven of the nine are dead. And every time someone died, those player shitty Shakespeare people were like in the area. They were near. They were somewhere close. Yeah, yeah. they were close so- enough that basically he could have done it. Right. So yeah. So you're. De- it's definitely laying the seeds of like. Okay. Maybe they are traveling around to try and kill off some people. Um, Phil, what did you think about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he's reading texts. I don't know. No. I'm just sitting here scrolling through my uh, my iPad trying to find something redeeming that I can include here. It's okay. It's We're getting a great off. view of your ear. All right. I will keep skimming. Okay, so cuts to Riley. He's in the engineering. He's like working the night shift. He's bored. He he communicates with like the rec room. Uh, Uhura is there singing. She's like, "Oh, sing for me, Uhura," um, to entertain him. Yeah, not he gonna talks. lie. I fast forwarded through that three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this doesn't serve the plot really. Um, so he kind of turns away, and then we see a because he has like a meal tray on the console, which is kind of weird. I'm like, do you want like a glass of milk on this like? electric console that operates the entire ship like, that's how, did, how did the ship go down oh he spilled his glass of milk what could possibly gas. go wrong here <laughs> got, got milk yeah. yeah um so he he's turned away and then it zooms into his food and a hand pours something into his milk Somebody um yeah. yeah so we don't see him 
So if he drinks the milk, the what? So he got roofied. That's exactly. Yeah, what he does get roofied. Well, no, they even did it. Like he picked it up and he gets it like close to his mouth and then he puts it away and then he puts it close to his mouth again and puts it. Away. I'm like, dude, you know he's gonna drink it. Just drink it. <laughs> like effect. It's dramatic effect. Uh, so he ends up drinking it. He ends up in sick bay and they're like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we got to him in time. We're gonna pump his stomach or whatever, something. Yeah, he's, yeah, he starts choking. He's like, help me, and they go running down there. Yeah. Uh, what did my notes say? Crap. Okay, so fa- uh, fa- Spock. Apparently, I, I can't say Spock the last couple episodes. Oh, wow. uh, so Spock confronts Kirk about he's like they're they're in Kirk's cabin. It's it's McCoy, Kirk, and Spock. Spock says, "I've dug all this up. I think you're right." Of course, Kirk's pissed. He's like, "How dare you do that?" And I, and I like that McCoy stands up to for Spock. He's like, "Spock's doing his job. He's keeping you in check." As the second officer, that's what he's doing. Uh, it, which is interesting. So then it cuts to commercial, and then it comes back, and it's Spock and Kirk there. McCoy's left, but you. So they're arguing a bit more, and then you start to hear this low hum, and it's like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's a phaser that's on overload. Because apparently, uh-huh. overload phasers is like the cool thing to go do. Uh-huh. Um, it's everybody's fallback position. Overload a phaser, turn it. Um, yeah. So yeah. they start searching f- frantically for it. Um, it turns out what, Oh, this is what I, I, I did love about this is that Kirk opens up communication. He's like, Oh, uh, there's going to be explosion. He goes D- double red alert. Yes. We get a double red alert. I'm like, oh, what is right. double red alert? I, is that ever used again? Ever? Dark red alert. Dark red. Dark red. <laughs> it's not like yeah, a, right. it's like a, um, what in discovery it's, it's a black alert. Black alert. And they're going to yeah. like transport. Yeah. But I've never heard of a double red alert. I'm like, how are there extra lights come out that So there's two red lights. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I think this is the only one we ever get. I was trying to think of another and I was looking through some stuff. And I couldn't find another one. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. he also says too, that an overloading phaser will blow like an entire deck out or something like yeah. a huge yeah. chunk of the ship. And I'm like, it, it's gotta be equivalent to roughly a hand grenade. It's really yeah. going to take out like that much of the okay. Yeah, in future episodes of TNG and other series where we deal with phaser overloads, it's a huge yeah. thing. I think there was a oh. DS9 episode too where it was a there was a phaser on one of the docking pylons that was overloading, and it would have blown off like that pylon and the whole section around it. Oh, huh. okay. So it's Those like a scary. There there needs to be like yeah. a five day background check on phasers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> When they pry is, it from my cold dead hands. Well, rough, roughly equivalent to a thermal detonator in the Star Wars universe too. Those are supposed yeah. to be able to take up, but they had those in the video game Dark Forces, and it's just like, poof. That. like it was <laughs> like a small hand grenade, like a pea shooter. Yeah, yeah, it was a tiny, it was like a small hand grenade. It hardly did anything. I remember get playing that game and being like, dude, I'm gonna blow up on, poof. <laughs> so what's funny <laughs> that I thought too is that okay, so we don't know, so so we assume it's Kodos who's trying to kill off Kirk. How the fuck does he get a phaser like those should be issued to security personnel like how does a guest a freaking actor get access to a phaser and then access to the captain's quarters and then puts it so they they discover it inside one of the red light like the actual red light uh casings yeah i'm like how does he do that right that's just that's just bad security yeah you have to break into the armory and then steal the phaser yeah well just like 
Yeah. Our episode that I believe drops tomorrow is the one where they beam up the giant blue box that says don't open and there's no lock or anything on it and nobody <laughs> checks it and then the guy comes walking out of it. Yep. Their security is crap. But apparently in Utopia, we just give everybody small nuclear devices and let them run free. Apparently, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like giving everyone like a machine gun on a sub. You no, don't it's like do a, that. Or a rocket launcher. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, you don't do that. All right, so they, they find the... Uh, the overloading phaser, they can't shut it off. They actually put it down like a garbage chute, which I yeah, thought was that fantastic. Was, that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Taking they out put the it trash. Because yeah, if it's going to take out the whole deck, we'll just have it take out the deck below us. Just a different deck? Where there might be, like, I, I just imagine they're, they're, it's going down a garbage chute, and then once it lands, it's where, like, Han, Luke, and Leia are about to be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's where I picture the super reinforced room. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I picture it goes. Uh, you see spaghetti <laughs> monster bits go everywhere. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. Little dinosaur eyeballs flocking by. All right, so they get rid of that. I don't think it harms anybody. Um, it blows up some deck, but I'm like, it's still. I'm like, I don't know why you would like transport the thing. But like, hey, trans. There's a signal in my room. Transport it. That's that's what I would have. Anyways, um, yeah, so they dump the phase. Very clear that you can only transport from the transporter room. No, you can do room because, well, at least in next gen, you can go hey, transport yeah, me. Later, to yeah, site oh, site later ones, the they yet. definitely do. But yeah, on this one, they've made very clear you have to be on that pad to transport either to or from the ship. Okay. They, I, as, at least so far, I can tell you, they've never made anything into any other part of the ship. Yeah, the, the way, the feeling I got from it when he shoved the phaser down the chute, it was like it went to like an, an ejection port or something, like where it shot out of the ship with like garbage or whatever. Okay. And maybe. then it exploded outside the ship because it rocks the ship really good, but it doesn't do any damage. See, in the, okay, yeah. so this makes me think about Star Trek Six, where they're on the search for the gravity boots, and they're like, why not just get rid of them out of like a jettison tube where you get rid of waste? And they're like, oh, so then everyone would see it. So apparently those do exist. There is like a jettison tube for trash, right? Yeah, yeah during... During original episode, uh, era, it is, yeah. yeah. So Dave's never seen Star Trek Six. I'm just going to roll past that. That is correct. I thought I had seen them all. I'd seen one <laughs> through four. I was not aware there was a five or six. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we got that coming up. Cool. All right. So they get rid of that. So Kirk goes to confront Kodos, and he's like, I think it's you. Kodos plays this whole game. Kirk actually has Kodos say a, a certain speech and records it into the ship. Um, as like a speech analysis, they confirm it is him. Uh, uh, what else is mm-hmm. that? Uh, okay, so they kind of go back and forth, and they're like, "Okay, we think it." He he does confront him, but like nothing's confirmed. It's just kind of like some back and forth. Then it goes to McCoy in sick bay where Riley is. Riley's recouping. Spot or uh, McCoy is talking into. He's making a, like a doctor's log. And he, which I don't know why this is part of it, but he says like, oh, Riley's sick and we think it's Kodos who's, who Riley would know because it, Kodos killed Riley's parents as he lived on Tarsus 4 when he did this. So, of course, Riley overhears this, runs off, um, a McCoy sees, oh, Riley's gone, warns Kirk and Spock. Not even that. He just looked around. He's like, "Hey, he may have overheard me." I'm like, "Yeah, because you're sitting in a room with an yeah, open door so? to the next one. Yeah, not being not being <laughs> subtle, not subtle at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... What, what happened to HIPAA in the 23rd century? Apparently, it doesn't exist. So he runs off. He does warn Kirk. At this point, the play's going on. So it's Kodos and his daughter. Um, Riley. Riley... It's 
gets what? a hold of another phaser. You were just it's saying, like, See, apparently these are just flying all over the place. Phaser. It's like loot in a video game. You just walk up to any box and there's something. <laughs> hit, hit, hit E on it and, and you loot it. <laughs> it's like sitting in a corner with like with a light, like a spotlight on it. They're like, oh, loot. You can take that. Yeah, um, so he's lurking um, in the background as they're doing the scene. He's got a phaser. Kirk calms him down, talks him out of it. Be like, look, don't do this. It's not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. Riley career, scampers off. Uh, Kirk has the phaser and there's some security people around. Uh, Kodos comes backstage and cause it's the end of his scene. Kirk confronts him and says, okay, we know it's you. The computer says it's you from the speech analysis and like, all this other stuff. Um, this is, I think finally when Kodos is like, okay, it was me. There's blood on my hands. I'm trying to move past this. Um, this is when his, his daughter, uh, starts to admit. And I, on my notes, I, I just wrote, she's nuts. She admits mm-hmm. that she orchestrated the whole thing to tr- travel around to where these other witnesses are to go kill them all off. So she's fucking crazy. Yeah, she is nuts. Yeah, and they even do like a camera up to her her eyes and her eyes are all like bug eyed and she's freaking crazy <laughs> trying to protect her father, which I, I get, but she's just nuts, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they do that. So they kind of go back and forth. Um, a, a security guard comes over because Kirk is like, no, we're going to end the play. Come over, security guard, take them into custody. And she grabs that phaser off that security guard. Like, yeah, like, like, Harrison, oh, Harrison, she just rips his phaser <laughs> off. I'm like, seriously, like, it's again, not attached. Y'all are killing me right now. Gun control in the 20 seconds. That you're... <laughs> so she grabs the phaser, runs over to the front, though the whole crowd is up in arms. And this is all being televised throughout the ship on uh, wow. the view screens. She runs out with the phaser and she tries to explain, I did, I did this for my father just to try and move on, blah, 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 blah. Kurt confronts that, she, her. she claims that the witnesses were dangerous and she would have killed an entire world to save her father. Like, like not just a not colony, but a whole uh, world. It's like, <laughs> daughterly love. Uh, yeah, that's so I can't get Lana to and... take out the trash. Are you kidding me? She's not going to kill somebody. <laughs> she is crazy, yo. Um, so Kirk kind of steps forward, kind of egging her on. She's like threatens him a few times. And then right at the end, she's about to shoot. Kodo steps in front and she kills her own father, which is interesting because it's, Obviously, it's on kill, but he does not vaporize. He just falls down dead because when people have been killed in the past, they get vaporized. Yeah, and I think what later episode, on, what episode have we what's... seen so far where somebody got hit with a kill? I know we had it one with stun where it was set to stun. I or what? Oh, a base cycle uh, stun. Base base cycle one or whatever. Yeah, was there was a kill, but it does vaporize. And even in in later TV episodes and movies like Star Trek Six, when they kill, it it, it vaporizes you. Like oh, you're okay. gone. I'm, yeah, I'll take word gone, for it. I'm gone. just like up until now, I don't think, because we saw, I know there was one where the guy had it at full power and he shot and missed and hit like that pipe and just blew the crap and blew out. through it. Oh, yeah. that was the enemy within when he, he destroyed the transporter conduit thing. That yes. Yeah. So yeah. So but I, I think they did this because they wanted the the body and then her to cry over the body and a whole scene. So she cries over the body and like, oh my father, I'm so I'm so sorry. So he dies. Um. And then that's, they take her into custody. Um, it's back on the bridge. Kirk's kind of wrapping up. They're going on to their next thing. And then McCoy gives a medical report saying she's going to get the best help she can, but she is nuts. Like 
shitballs nuts. They can put her <laughs> under that swirling light from a few episodes back where they just mind wipe you. And... <laughs> good, good, good to go. She's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so that's it. That's the episode. Um, I believe there's only two deaths. There is uh, Kirk's friend Tom and then Kodo. So two two deaths. Okay. Why neither of which are... So neither are crew, right? They're both... No, they're not crew. All right, we are rounded out at an even 60. We have 19 crew on the kill tracker, uh, 39 non-crew, and two red shirts, which equals 60 in total. 60 total. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so there was a cool thing when when Kirk was um, looking at the logs of who was a witness to Kodos, and it came up with Riley, and they said, oh, Star Service Riley. I'm like, why do they call it the Star Service? Yeah. I don't think, again, that's never used again, is it? Nah, it's like one of those throwaway things while they're Star still Force. trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, Space Force, Space Force, Space Force, Space, Space Force. Force. <laughs> I will watch it's the biggie. shit out of that, that show amazing. when it comes out. Um, but yeah, they call it Star Surf. Again, I I think you're right. It's a throwaway line. Maybe they haven't quite developed. Like, have yeah. they even used the term Federation or Starfleet? Yeah, Starfleet. I don't mm-hmm. honestly recall. Um, which is bad. We've only done 13 episodes, and I don't remember well, 13 I, episodes. No, I feel like they mentioned one or the other when they had the trial on uh, Marinagerie. Uh I'm sorry. That was two weeks ago. You asked me to I remember know. something from two weeks um, ago? Please. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just Please. saying. If they did, I think it was then, but uh, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. So, but, but they haven't necessarily established this kind of canon. But I think that's part of the show is that they just haven't. This is just a show. There's no canon. There's no references. There's no empire of Star Trek that's been on for 50 years. This is, you know, 13 episodes into a a campy sci-fi show. Okay, so coming up in episode 20, uh, Court Martial is the first time we'll hear the term Starfleet or Starfleet Command. Until then, it's been Galactic Command or something similar to that. Yeah. That sounds ominous. So it's, it's coming and it's close. So there's definitely still flushing stuff out in the yeah. universe. Uh, but yeah, we'll hear Starfleet Command for the first time coming up. Good to know. Okay. So that's the end of the episode. I know Dave and Phil didn't. Uh, do you want to wrap it up? I mean, you guys, you didn't like it. <laughs> nope. Let's get this thing over with. <laughs> All right. Give it the, so, that big, that big oversized vaudeville hook. Yeah, we can just do that to the whole episode. <laughs> so, um, but like I said, I, I I enjoyed those aspects of it. Again, you're there's there's a history to Kirk. He's been in this business, like he's lived on different planets. Um, and I like the kind of topic of the whole eugenics kind of, you know, it is a, kind of a Thanos thing, which is the entire Avengers thing. It's like so it does deal with a kind of a hard topic. Now was it not well done or poorly received, maybe? But I think it was an it was an okay episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not super excited about it, well, but they it's even, not that they, they even yeah. hinted the whole idea that like some kind of reserves or help came pretty soon, so he didn't have to destroy the food. But if that hadn't shown up, what he did was perfectly fine. And it's like, no. Mm. But no, that's... there's a good there's a good line from Spock where he's when he's when he's telling McCoy how what Kodos did. He's saying, oh, they di- he killed four thousand people. They died painlessly and quietly, but they still died. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, and maybe needlessly, you're saving. Yeah, yeah, because yes, you know, Kodos is saving them from starvation, but he's like, nope, they still died. Like you could have rationed that shit out or something, but yeah. So it's which is very Thanosy. I also have to say that 
the best quote I think from this was McCoy talking to Spock, where he referred to the chain of command as often a noose. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You're a part of the chain of command, isn't he? Like third in command on the ship or something?" No, I think Scotty actually is. Scotty, uh, well, I believe Scotty is. Yeah, because Spock is technically Second. the first officer. Because we don't see number one that much. I guess I just feel like it would be like they're the holy trinity of TOS, is like Kirk, Spock, McCoy. Doctors okay, generally quick aren't. quiz. Quick quiz. Yeah. Which okay. which two main characters do we not see in this episode? Sulu and Scotty. Yep. Very good. Boom. Yes, Jeff wins. <laughs> I was going to say Scotty, but I didn't think about Sulu. Yeah. Well, you know what's well. I guess this is more Balance of Terror. We'll bring up, but. Um, which was much better. Liked Balance of Terror. Yes. So Sulu, <laughs> Sulu is the helmsman or con? Who is he? I thought he was the helmsman. He's, he's helmsman. So his partner at the con, we've at, at this point, we've kind of rotated out people. There's been like 10 different people. There was oh, yeah, Riley, we've had a thousand people come through. And a ton of people. So, I mean, obviously Chekhov is coming not until season two, but we've seen a ton of rotation out there. So we don't even see. And of course, there's different shifts. And, you know, I mean, Sula's not there all the time. But Is that actually uh, what they call it, the con? Yeah. So on the bridge, the front two stations... One, uh, the right side is the helm, the left side is the con. Which is interesting because I know I I used to watch a lot of submarine movies, and this has is very reminiscent of it. Things like Mm -hmm. Crimson Tide and such. My my father loved those. Um, And con is supposed to be short for control of the ship, and it's usually the captain or the first for the the XO who has control of the con or has the con. So the fact that it's actually a station is a little bit different. Usually it would be like Kirk has the con or Spock has the con or something. Not the guy at the panel has the con. Well, no, because, okay, so a a couple of things, Um, especially more in next gen, I think when like, say Picard and Riker go to his um, ready room, he says, oh, data, you have the con, like you're Mm -hmm. in control. But then two, I think even in in submarines, the captain makes a decision. He tells the first officer, first officer then shouts it out. And then you've got the two guys at the wheels, like in a submarine who actually mm-hmm. like go up and down left and right so they actually control it. the first officer doesn't even do that he just tells everyone else it's just right? never it's never referred to as the con they would be the helmsman like there's two yeah. two people that that drive the ship and they're the guys but who has the con is the one in control of the ship well if there's, I don't, if there's just an interesting little tidbit i guess maybe. well if, if there's any if there's any naval <laughs> people out there please correct us because i yes i don't know if you are um, a submarine commander or captain, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Please let us know. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess we could be more precise because on next gen, you have the con, and then you have operations, mm. like where data sits. He's the ops officer. It was ops. So, so yeah, I think in, one in next person... gen, it, it incorporates the helm controls um, as part of the con, like a traditional like sub or any ship like that, where they're taking orders and then. Inputting yeah, course changes and stuff to the yeah into the helm. Well, because I think in next gen two, doesn't it? One person plots the course. Like data will say course laid in, sir, and then the person to his right no, the, is actually the person who pushes the button. Right? No, the the con will do the whole thing. Like when okay. data is at ops, he has access to scanners, um, some tactical systems like Worf, but he doesn't have he isn't he isn't able to actually fire things without a bunch of input stuff to reroute. So he's more uh, like sensory. Yeah. And okay. yeah, figuring out what's going like on. Like the eyes yeah. and ears on the ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Okay. And then the con 
lays in course and and actually yeah, he takes, engages takes the order yeah and which does whatever what, yeah which is actually i when we get into balance of terror next which is i which is really interesting how they deal with the whole phaser thing but we'll get into that next episode mm-hmm. um okay so uh, that's the episode for the conscience of the king uh i'm just gonna wrap this up because i know you guys hated it it was okay for me yeah i i like the plot of it it was okay i think it was yeah it was okay um it was a waste right. of an hour. <laughs> it was 50 minutes. It's a waste of almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, but I, I still go back because I, because like I've said, even bad Star Trek is still Star Trek. I still, I, I still like Star Trek. All right. Um, all right. So we all thought it was crap. Yep. I sure did. <laughs> okay. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, those of us all with right. good opinions. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm totally re- recapping the next one then. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Dave, do your thing. Uh, yes, feel free to send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot us a, um, a comment, just like we did. We'll read it out on the air, similar to this one. Um, or you can tell us something we're doing great. That would be nice, too. Get one of those once in a while. Uh, we do have our website up at nerdtrekpodcast.com, which is a new one. You can also search for our place on Podomatic or Apple or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere where there are podcasts. We'd love for you to go on and give us a five-star rating and review. And we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear from the fan base. We're on all the social medias. You can find those through our website. And, yeah. Come find us. And there is there is a Kofi if you guys want to just to keep us going again for uh, equipment, cloud storage, website fees, but no hassle. Like I said, we're doing this for free because and 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 we love it because we all love Star Trek. So um, cool. So that's it for the Nerd Trek podcast. We just did the Conscience of the King. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, but the next one's gonna be really really good. I I. I, I'm going to spoil it. I love this episode. This is a oh, such a good episode uh, coming up, uh, which is the balance of terror. So yep. stick with us for that. Um, that's it. You guys got anything else? Nope. nope. It's amazing how fast we go from really bad to really good. I know, right? Uh-huh. And okay. I even know what the production order of these is. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening to the Nerd Trek podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Thank you.